Welcome to Boyfriends Who Banter. I'm Rob. And I'm Jules. And we are on part two of our Friend of a Friend series with Will Sheridan. It was such a good podcast. You would agree that it was just chock full of great information. He's such a cool guy. We couldn't cut anything down. And yeah. When it's that good, you just got to keep it rolling. So thanks for watching and those joining us. Thank you for coming back. Enjoy the second part. When it, when it comes to that kind of side of it where, you know, as a basketball, former basketball player or basketball player and then coming out as a gay man um, and then also being a black man in the gay community, there's so many pieces to you that are that kind of cross section, that intersectionality. You uh, how, how have you how's your experience shaped your um, current state, your art, uh, your music? I, I know that it's in there, but maybe you can give us a yeah. few sentiments around that. Okay, so I'll, I'll answer that in three parts. So the past, present, and future. So the past, um, I felt like I came out with an album that was very significant and ahead of its time and lyrically and message-wise on another level with Giant going in and every time my first album. That's why it's on Apple Music. My second album is on SoundCloud. You can get that. It's called G2. But... Um, between those two albums, I released Soap, Sex on a Platter, where I'm in a bathtub in Tim's. And okay. it's the most, like, everyone wants that picture. They want more nasty. They're like, oh, send me more. And I'm like, oh, right. that was just a photo shoot inspired by all the things it was inspired by. But I really had to let everyone know that was listening to me that I am a gay man. I have sex. I am sexual. Oh. I'm bigger than just being sexual. My my culture is gay. It's not that I'm like just into dicks and buttholes and balls. I'm into the whole thing. I want to make things beautiful. I want to be into sports and I want to talk in colorful words. I want to be all those things. So I have to show people like and something that they could look in front of them what I was and what I could be, the fantasy and the reality all in one picture. That was why I did that in yes. 2014. Um, presently, um, I'm in a good place. I, uh, I, I'm always open to meeting new people. Um, I'm single. I think my sex life is healthy with myself. Me and my left hand go at it. My right hand go at it too sometimes. Like I'm honest about things like that. Um, and I have a healthy, like, track record. My his- You can look at my history. I'm not ashamed of what I look at when I drink off. What's up? Okay. Uh, if you're not touching yourself, it might be a problem. And also, if you're straight or you have a girlfriend, eat the box. It's really important. It, um, amen. Future, eat the box. The future is listening to people. Um, if you're listening to this, you may have been drunk around me or been on drugs and just walked up to me and grabbed my dick and I did not punch you in the face because it was in a queer safe space but just know I was very very upset with you and you don't have the right to touch me or anyone else and you need permission you need to communicate about people's boundaries and if someone clearly clearly tells you their boundaries listen to them that is sexy you can do whatever you want to my body if you listen to my boundaries because once we get to the boundaries then there's no rules hello gay men listen Mm -hmm. um and they just don't so that's the future is gay men listening communicating realizing that whatever you have in your head about me or anyone else may not be 
the fantasy may not be the reality. So listen right. to that person. Once you get to the boundaries and the rules of the game, you can do whatever you want in the game. And a lot of people become their best sexual version or the most freakiest selves when they're in a relationship that's healthy with boundaries that can communicate and you set the rules for your relationship or this like entity of a relationship, whether it be sex partners or boyfriends or partners or troubles or whatever the fuck, everything else, everything, everyone, <laughs> everybody, everyone. Still everybody else does now. nowadays. <laughs> yeah. I just want one man or two to be my <laughs> man. That's it. Y'all trying to be my boyfriend. Yeah. Right. <laughs> don't cross this border because let me tell you i'm like it's gonna be dangerous zone for us um, um when i introduce you to the people i know in toronto it's gonna be over it's gonna be over. oh no fuck. it is because i i alleged listen i met the right ones because i was in new york my life and the name brought me to toronto and i was like you're like okay you <laughs> telling me it's a corner in that bar where people oh 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 <laughs> And mind you, I'm, my songs are literally like, fuck my face, shove it in and invade my space. Some drum, I want to taste you the coach come feed me plays. We can practice till you say sensations of getting played. Preseason syndrome's on the way. It's the season of getting laid. Ooh. And people are like, it. oh, he's a, he'll suck a dick in a corner. And I'm like, <laughs> that's cool that y'all got that over there that's cute but that's what i love and i think that's what i love about your music is like you're you are very confident in your sexuality and confident in what you want to bring to the table but it doesn't necessarily like you like what you were just saying doesn't necessarily mean that you're out here like flaunting all, all around and that's all you're you're a yeah. sex hungry person you know you're yeah. just exposing that layer as everybody else should and not have any shame around sexuality and talking about sex yeah. and having having sex and having great sex and you know it was we i got a chance to take a good listen on some of your tracks and you get very visual you get very descriptive and i live for all of those com like you know you don't Slide. hear that a lot you know some people lose their <laughs> minds when you know beyonce drops one little sentence about you know uh jay-z eating her out in the back of a car or making out with her in the back of a car you know you're out here you know dropping all these amazing lines that you never hear especially as a black uh you know as a as a gay man you don't hear um it coming from another gay man so i think that those kinds of connections are so unique and i think that hearing that kind of music i i, I unfortunately have not been exposed enough to a lot of lgbtq plus music so you know listening to you here's a gem here's a gem big dipper okay big dipper. right okay we have a song called the nut <laughs> big dipper featuring will sheridan featuring an amazing artist that i'm um, missing uh their name their singer on the song as well the final version but the nut big dipper featuring will sheridan um the wordplay in that song is nuts and every time we ever collaborate um you have a song and an artist now everyone that follows this podcast can follow or look up also everything that comes up will I mean, I could name 20 queer artists, 10 girls, 10 boys right now, but I won't. Um, <laughs> uh, you, can, you can ask me on something or DM me if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get the I list think I'm a, I have a wealth of knowledge on queer artists, and I, my platform has always been strengthened and built on being the best performer. So seeing other people perform and challenging myself to be as good as people I think are better than me, that's why I've never been insecure about putting other people on a platform with me. I mean... 
Right. I have loved every queer artist, whether I didn't respect their music or not, um, and given them a platform if I've ever come in encounter with them. And my track record speaks for itself when it comes to that. And I think that's why people give me like this pillar or um, they say legend or iconic, but I don't think I'm, you know, I think I just was a head of my time and did yeah. a great job and recorded music and I still want to do it, but I want to do it in a different way. That's I exciting. I want to be like the the George Clint of like George Clinton of like queer music, but like you know yes. I'm gonna come back with like a beard and long transformative, and I'm gonna be like feel yourself. <laughs> a party at like like um in the Matrix when they were like having that underground. Yes, party. the or yeah yeah. yeah. Amazing. But so, but quickly going back to that whole sexuality piece and you as a professional sports, you know, basketball player, how did that play into how, how did you find a way to bring those worlds together? Was it a challenge or how challenging was it for you? And, or was it kind of like you came out and then you were able to kind of, grow that artistic side of you because i'm assuming that came after your basketball career correct um okay so what a lot of people don't know um and i'll just offer this i'll just volunteer this information for you um i was very young when i knew i wanted to have gay sex or be gay or was gay (laughs) i was gay not be gay um and before i had sex with a girl i had sex with a boy i was very much invested in like going that way sports just happened because i had a six inch growth spurt over christmas break in sixth grade and went from five eight to six three and then i became i've been less of an outsider and more of an insider and so i played sports my biggest fear in going to college is that we were gonna shower in a room like full of men yeah either gonna turned on or be uncomfortable and none of those things were true once I got there because by the time we got to the showers we had already been through so much physical training that we be- we became like a family we were like brothers and I wasn't even interested in like seeing so you see a flaccid penis every day for the rest of your life and you like you don't even look at it anymore it's just like there <laughs> I mean um, I look so at it but yeah <laughs> right and I don't think I've ever successfully bridged the gap between sports and sex but I think that my wordplay about sex is unparalleled in queer rap. Um, I think that there's a lot of great lyricists and MCs in queer rap, but when it comes to sex, and I, I released a project so in 2014, and it still holds up to this day. It's six tracks, um, and then FMF "Fuck My Face" I think is such a Brooklyn classic, and if if I ever sing boy in Brooklyn, everyone knows the whole hook. It's like swallow and swallow with my load. <laughs> you like it, you like it, yeah. We're going deeper, deeper than you ever been. It's like yes, than you ever yes, been before. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. But please don't use no teeth though. Yeah. Please. That's and my favorite line. Or like how I start my show, acapella, and it's like, um, 
dick, 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 dick. Got a lot of dick. Make the baddest bitches bust it down and swallow it. I'm a god. I'm a giant. You a giant trick. Blow me sloppy. Blow me proper. Do you copy, bitch? Chichu got that juice on deck. No preservatives. I'm in the face fucking bukkake. Mmm, pervert to shit. I'm a father to the game. No religion. I'm about to convert a bitch. Hashtag trade. I got a itching. You know the type talk tough until they looking up. Eyes watering, head bobbing, choking, throwing up. I got the holy order. Bitch, you couldn't blow enough. Freaky like the bishop that touched you when you were growing up. So, like, if your wordplay is not like that, you're not better than me. So, I think my legacy <laughs> is for like rapping and yes. recording it and doing it on so many platforms and on so many levels that I'm comfortable with who I am now as a 35 year old gay black man, queer rapper, touring artist, DJ, nightlife personality. Where I can just let other people have, you know, other people want to do their thing. Like there's new artists that, and I support them and I love them. And I'm so confident in what I produce in this crazy world we live in. Yeah. I mean, to think about it, to be from Bear, Delaware, to have played sports, to be black, to be successful at sports, to moving to overseas to play sports to moving to the city, being a writer, to becoming an artist, and then actually being good at it, then recording it, then performing it, then performing it all around the world. I'm like... You're like, done. <laughs> I'm like... Uh, yeah, like, I'm happy. And, like, all your favorite queer rappers respect me or know me and, like, love me as a friend. Like, I could text them. And it's just like, I'm good. Like, I feel really confident in where I'm going in my life. Where I've so been, exciting. I'm happy I get the opportunity to talk to new people like you, meet you guys. I mean, I've been to Vancouver, Montreal, and Toronto more than a few times. Just for, like, rapping about sucking dick. Like, I love it. I mean, that's, that's like, have... that's talent. That that makes you Houdini, okay? <laughs> like, yeah, literally. Mean, like, when straight dudes are like, yo, I don't fuck with what you're saying, but, like, you know, your shit was lit, though. I'm like, all right, thanks. <laughs> uh, like that means you fuck with it that means you, know, you fuck and then, with like, it also that's not even where I started so I could have like I mean it's a very shock value now but like I feel like a lot of my music has like meaning if you go back to my first album I mean like I mean there's just songs that I mean they just hold up like with like other songs like what's your function is a classic you can play it from now until 20 years from now, it's still going to be sounding good. Um, what's your function? And function is spelled P-H-U-N-A-T-I-O-N. There's a video for it. Um, there's super amounts of nightlife people in it. I don't know. I just, I had the right people around me and just the work ethic to put in the work. And now I'm just benefiting from being able to just exist and be political and radical. So... <laughs> So and that's the thing, right? So so let's let's pivot here and get to the juicy juice, okay? Okay. So I mean, first of all, like damn on many occasions. Like I said, when I say don't cross the border, like between the two of us, just don't cross the border. Because yeah, uh, <laughs> wait, how tall are you guys? How t- I'm five nine. I mean, We're both we don't make nine. your quota, unfortunately. Okay, we don't. Two for one, though. Two for one. We can two sat on each other's shoulders. Does that work? Two, two, two for, for one. one. Two for one. No, no, no. So <laughs> let's let's talk about let's talk about we we know all the good things about the hard side of Will. Now let's talk about the soft side of Will. So oh, you know, all sides of me. I'm super sensitive. All my friends will tell you. 
you you seem to love love. You seem to to be open to that. What has your dating life been like as Will Sheridan? And what are you hoping comes next? Um, I've had a healthy dating life. I think um, I dated a lot, a lot when I was young. And I was in long, I've been in like maybe, I think I've been in four serious relationships. Um, maybe five. I don't know if I count the ones when I was like super young. I was a totally different person. Um, the last two relationships I've been in have been super impactful. Um, there's a young artist that I love that I cannot be with. And so maybe my mid forties, we might get back together one day. Mm. Um, but we just can't do it. And we're working on us. I'm working on me as an individual. Um, I'm very sensitive. I work really hard. If you don't work hard, you can't be in my life. Um, and right now I have a lot of goals that have nothing to do with having a relationship and, that's just what's important to me right now. My family's important. This home that I grew up in, um, putting that in my name, um, owning it, paying for it. Uh, surrogacy, being a father is really important to me. Supporting my family, being a pillar in my, in my family, the same way I have been in Brooklyn nightlife. Um, I like do my mom's yard and I'm like, I've put in so much work and she's like, you're working so hard. I'm like, girl, I've done so much for like a fucking, stupid party before more than this i can do this so for like, me it's nothing like, yeah and it's like um if a guy fits into that situation or a girl i guess i mean i don't know um i'm open to it i just i'm nurturing and loving myself right now so i can be the best version of myself so that when i meet that person i have enough experience to know that i want to be ready for that person when they come because i told you i've had some really significant relationships before, but I just wasn't ready. I don't think I was ready. It's like, oof, I met my Canadian before I was even a rapper. I think he even helped me with like my first show. And like, to this day is so proud of everything I've done. Um, I but I, th- I don't think I'm going to made. I don't think I'm going to date another artist. I think someone simple. Cause I really, I've done the fab life. I think I really aspire to have simple things like, um, well, first of all, a, a man with a job, <laughs> a man with his own stuff going on, a car, some mm-hmm. skills. Can you set up my cable or fix my car? Right. Are you good at cutting grass? Or like, are you good with computers? <laughs> are you good with law or that? And then like, I want kids. So like, if you don't want kids, it's probably not going to work. Or maybe you could be like my partner, but not have anything to do with my kids. Like I'm down with all those versions of things. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that I can hope to only project confidence, love, empathy, um, a sense of communication and like thoughtfulness, project it so that I can get it back. That's all I want is I just want the same energy from a person that I'm putting into the relationship. And listen, we create with a lot of young gays that don't know, like that haven't been gay or like old gays that are stuck in their own ways. When you're in a relationship with somebody, you, two people, or three people, or however many people in a relationship, but me, ideally, two people, would define us. You know, that's it. Yeah. And that's what I want. I want somebody I can communicate with on an adult level, the same way we're talking right now. And I just want to live the rest of my life. I'm 35. I, I mean, I lost my dad at 62. So in my mind, I am more than halfway through my life. And everything that I do right now is 
got a lot of heart and meaning into it. And I really care about everything I do. Every second is precious to me. Um, my mom is 61. Again, I lost my dad at 62. So every second is very important to me. And I don't have time for bullshit. <laughs> And I think that's critical. I think I think that's critical, you know, and you touched on something that I think gay well, in my experience, I should only speak to my experience, gay people don't talk about, which is how you reconcile your mortality when you have lost loved ones. Uh both Jules and I have lost significant people in our lives um at a very young age, you know, and I, I had my aunt and my grandma pass away from cancer ten days apart. So my mom lost her sister and her mother, and I was raised predominantly by my grandmother and you know he's lost a loved one as well and that's something that brought us together is having that discussion about kids having that discussion about you know I'm fine to turn up in the club and I'm fine to you know chase our rainbows but there's got to be a solid foundation there so that when the lights go down I know you're with me and I don't want to have to if I have to look for you that means you're not where I can see you and right. that's and that, I think that that's something that's important that and not enough gay people demand and and I'm not talking about whether you have a poly relationship or just two people you know i'm talking about whatever your commitment is make sure that you can use the word commitment when you say it and commit to it and make sure everybody's committing to the same thing and then you're never going to be led astray you know and the good thing about my history is that my track record shows that i do well on teams so i'm i'm down to work with other people we're gonna gonna send for you i cannot (laughs) be the captain whatever you need uh, um, my teams always win. So if you want to be on a winning team, <laughs> hit up giant. Will Sheridan. Come on. <laughs> Every, everybody Come listening on. is hearing oh, a love God, story in the DMs making. It's going to be so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No dick pics first. Hit him up with a really intelligent question first. I mean, it's Yo. cute sometimes because it does get my attention, but like, no. What I'm is like your biggest pet peeve as someone who dates? Like, what is the thing that you hate the most? What I hate the most? Yeah. Uh, okay, there's that's a multi-layer question. I'll try okay. to get <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, first of all, I hate when people are insecure. If mm-hmm. you're insecure, it will, if you don't have confidence, don't fuck with me. I'm a bad bitch. I'm a bad bitch. I get a lot of attention. Like, if you can't roll with the punches, like, or not the punches, but, like, the flow, like, it won't work. Like, if you can't, if you're not... If you don't like the attention, if you don't want to, this just won't work. Um, and like, even in a small town, like just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have confidence. You cannot be insecure. If you are, communicate about it. Um, my problem is I'm so hard and like, I'm like tough, but then like, I'm super sensitive and soft and I embrace those sides of me. Some people try to like, you know, deflect or you know, cast aside one side of them. And that's just like self, you're going to kill yourself doing that. Um, I hate when people, I hate when people um, say like, let me see your BBC. I hate that. I hate when people think, uh, or assume I'm a top, even when I rap about being a bottom. When it, And then like, they're like, oh, in time you'll change. No, bitch, I'm 34 no. years old. I like what I like. I don't understand why you think I'm going to change. And like, you're not that special for me to change for. So like, what the fuck? Um, I hear that. I hear that. I think I hate, I think cause I'm such a public figure in Brooklyn and I'm a bartender and a nightlife person. People think, Oh, you like this certain type of person. 
you only date white boys or something like that. And I'm like, actually, I'm really attracted to a lot of black guys or a lot of men of color. It's just that like we've been institutionalized to think certain things about the quota of brown people in a room and it's ingrained in our system. So black people are so scared to just be around me. And I'm like, okay, relax. Now, can you work on just being yourself? Cause I'm gonna be yeah. me. And then like, uh, then all the history of people telling me I talk white or act white or da 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 da. And I'm like, girl, I'm just trying to suck a dick tonight. What is good? Like, I don't <laughs> care what color it is. Like, so mm-hmm. then they see me go home with like, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's just like a whole thing. My mm-hmm. thing is, don't assume anything about me. Don't talk to anybody else about me. Don't look on the internet to figure me out. If we're working on a relationship, get to know me. Just ask me. I would love to communicate with you. I would love to have a conversation about it. Preach. And then lastly, I don't need none of y'all. I don't want, I don't, I want to want someone. I don't need anyone. And I think I'm not afraid to tell somebody that. And that's a little tough for people who are sensitive or fragile or not confident. So like, I have no problem being in a relationship and being like, listen, I want this. I don't need it. So like, do we, you want to do the work? And usually the answer is no. So that's it. I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. There's so many things you touched on there that I was like, I feel like it's a problem in general with people. Like Across some of the, the things, you know, uh, myself being, a, you know, a drag queen for 10 years and being, I always joke around and say, I'm that top with the bottom personality because it's the easiest way to cut to the chase. But people yeah. just assume, they assume your role regardless of what, uh, regardless of getting to know you. And then they label yes. you as that. And it's like, if you're a queen, you must be this. If you're feminine, you must be this. If you're masculine, this. And it's like, I, I think people just take the extra step and talk to each other and and li- let there be a little mystery where we can get to know each other without feeling like it's got to be one thing or another. But also yeah. saying to somebody over time, you'll change. Don't get it twisted. When you're in a loving relationship, nothing's off the table when you have yeah, those boundaries. But, but you like, work to get that. Let's just let's just call it what it is. Like at the end of the day, if you would leave a relationship because of someone's sexual preference in terms of position, that means you guys ain't trying to explore each other's bodies. So bounce because you're probably here for the wrong reason anyway. But these are the conversations that some people in our community aren't ready to have yet. I know. And it's just like, you know, the thing is, is we're moving so fast with apps and stuff like that. And now with COVID, it's like everyone's horny and lonely and then they yeah. want to talk to me from another country and i'm like you're never coming here girl. Like, <laughs> you. and then they want to unlock and i'm like that's delicious looking but you're also making me a little upset because i can't get that right now but mm-hmm. i never really was an apps girl i like used to have the app because i would I, i'm specifically on scruff only okay um, because of like Folsom and like me knowing johnny and all the other scruff guys but also like I just tell, I mean, my unlock is literally like. <laughs> <laughs> They're the funny poses with the big the smile. Like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm like, I didn't, first of all, no one asked you to like, like, oh, I can't do it now. But like, <laughs> like an inside view of your asshole. Nobody wants to see that. What the fuck? Like that's bringing <laughs> like, a whole new level of intimacy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I know you. Okay, so we're going to put you in the hot seat and we're going to ask you some hard-hitting questions that really are just for our own pleasure and really don't amount to much, but they'll be juicy questions. So are you ready to go? I'm here to serve. Okay. 
So we're going to start off with a simple one, okay? Brittany or Christina? Wait, who? Wait, say it again, sorry. <laughs> Brittany Spears or Christina Aguilera? Christina. Ooh, okay, mm. okay. Um, so during Wait, COVID, Britney Spears is the single most overrated pop star of all time. She cannot sing, dance, or act, or and like she's not really that pretty either. She's Cardi <laughs> B is the Britney Spears of rap. She doesn't write any songs. It's all programmed, <laughs> all packaged. I mean, she's got some talent, but. Christina Aguilera writes songs she sings, she produces Strips was way before its time and she was putting out singles for four years I think on one album anyway keep going I know it's supposed to be faster than that Christina (laughs) it is love it so it's COVID you're quarantining you're watching shows I'm sure what's your favorite show right now to binge damn I just binged Insecure Ah, oh, yes. That's on my list. I literally, ne- I watched the first two episodes and was like, eh, it's not for me years ago. And now I just watched the whole thing. So and good. season four of Ethos for Family just came out. Um, the fourth season is not as sexual or like crazy. And they really dig into like his psyche with his father and how that fucks up, which is really appropriate for people who don't understand their own behavior. Keep going. Sorry. Love it. Love it. Okay. So this These one's questions a, aren't hard. This this is a loaded question. So I'm gonna give you a little bit of context here. So the question is the best track of all time. However, if you're like me, there's a best track depending on genre, year, feeling, vibe. But yeah. I, but but give us one track that you want us to add to our playlist right now, in your opinion, as a fan. Ugh. Wow. Um, okay, this is a loaded question, like you said. Okay, so first of all, all praises due to the queen of rap when it comes to writing rhymes and having a brand, Nicki Minaj. I think people overlooked her last album, Queen, which really got me through a lot of things because she was going through a breakup and so was I. Um, so on that album, I would say people are not listening to the second half of it. Um, so Too Little Too Late is like an interlude on her album, and I think it's so important. Um, currently, I just uncanceled Gaga because, you know, she had that problematic thing in 2011 where she was hosting a gay slave trade in Berlin and was photographing people in blackface. You can Google it. It's not a um, conspiracy. She really did do it. But now I uncanceled her. Chromatic is really great. I love Babylon. It is the same exact structure for mixing with Vogue by Madonna. Um, work this pussy by Tiana Taylor. Yes. Great. That is like an anthem. Song of the summer. Song of the summer. Anthem. That's an anthem in this household. Trust. Oh my me. god, you don't even and know. Lastly, <laughs> and most importantly, anything by DJ Mike Q, um, who is a Jersey DJ that fucks it up with the ball scene, and he's a producer, and we've been working on things forever. It's just not right yet, and he is. Amazing. So everyone go to DJ, go to your Apple Music and look up DJ Mike Q. Um, he has all these amazing mixes. His last project, I'm like all about it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I also want to say, because you brought up Tiana Taylor, to any of our listeners, if you follow us on Twitter, you know that we, first of all, JoJo and Tiana Taylor had the audacity to release albums and keep us living all throughout COVID. Like, I just... I Wait, JoJo just released an album? 
Jojo, girl, you need to get into this. Yes! Let me Jojo. tell you. I'm a huge Jojo fan, but she played herself for her last project because if you look up that trash video with her and Remy Ma, I love Remy Ma, <laughs> even though she tried to just Nicki Minaj, but it was not the right time. That wig was terrible. And they, if you look up her first single with Remy Ma, that, that uh, F they, you know, the F they be, get your, yeah, whatever. Yeah. They styled her in a sheer yes. camouflage yes. turtleneck with a blazer with a chain, like, no, bitch. And then they made it black and white. Fail, <laughs> Where are your girl? Where are your gay friends, JoJo? You gotta watch. You gotta Let's watch her now because she's got talent. You gotta watch her now. This new ba- she's album fruit from Christina Aguilera's tree. It, yeah, oh, she's I she's love it. unbelievable. And, I, and I'll tell you something. I she there, there's there's a term that I use for certain artists where I just simply say I believe them. And and that's the thing. Even starting with Tayana, I believe Tayana. I believe when when she speaks and when she like, I just think that people are sleeping on Tayana and they need oh, to 100. get brought up to Did speed. Did you to her new album? It's and twenty five it, tracks. I didn't like. I didn't, I thought it was too long the first time, and the second time I listened to it, I was like, you know what? There's some good ones on there for sure. Except it's a great. They fooled us with this Lauren Hill feature where she's just talking. I'm like, no. Yeah. I noticed that. No. I was like, it's the last track. I'll forgive it. It's okay. And okay, she sampled fine. Lauren Hill and made it like a slow version where they slowed down the BPM and it's like, for me, for me. I'm like, no. <laughs> How do you want it though? You can do that wrong. I is love the track. Oh, so good. Okay, also, okay. Ariana Grande. Everything Ariana Grande does, I love. Uh, you, can you just move in? Are you going to move in? On <laughs> me. Love it. Love it. Yes. All right. Next question. Now, there's three options to this, okay? There's open relationships, monogamy all the way, or if it happens, it happens. Where do you stand? Um, Like I said before in the interview, I don't know if you're going to slice it up or whatever, but I prefer monogamy. And the two people in that relationship communicate and define what monogamy is to them. Love I that. love that. Love that. Me and my partner define what works for us. Listen, if you want to go get your dicks, if you want to go get your butt fucked, do it, bro. Do it, bro. <laughs> do it, bro. Do it, bro. <laughs> Listen. Do it on vacation, and you better not be nobody that looks like me or none of my friends, or I will fuck both of y'all up. There's always that little caveat, the little asterisk in the corner. <laughs> that it's a, tells it's you. a little caveat. It looks like me. Don't, <laughs> not looks like me, but like, you know how bitches be trying to like, oh, I don't have Will now, so I'm going to get like Bill. Mm. I'm like, no. <laughs> don't settle for less, girl. Always want more. Amen. Amen to that. Listen, the thing that I always say is if if I'm in a relationship like him and I know and we've talked about it, if we're on vacation or if we meet a really cool person and we're both down, that's one thing. But walk past me on the couch on a Saturday night and tell me you're going out to meet someone and see if you make it to the door. End of story. Ooh. Before no, let I- him leave, honey. Let him leave. <laughs> They're going to settle for last girl because you're going to be doing it thinking about me. You're going to know that the head game is not as good as mine. And you know the whole way and it's warmer, as tight as mine. So what the fuck? Oh, my it- God. Edit that out. Love it. 
Love it. Okay. Okay. You don't gotta edit that. <laughs> okay. Next. Next question. Next question. Give us a piece of either Brooklyn or Bear slang that you think we need to incorporate into our vocabulary, or something you think the children need to know. Okay, I have a two-part answer. First of all, <laughs> I'm so like Bear Delaware that. Not slang, but you need to incorporate into your breakfast. Um, scrapple, cut scrapple. it slim. <laughs> Don't Google it. Just buy it in the store if they have it. It's a Pennsylvania, <laughs> Delaware area thing. You cut it light. You cut it thinly, and you put it in the pan. Then you put the bacon in. Then you cook eggs and like scrapple is really good for breakfast. Okay, Brooklyn. Mm. Um, Brooklyn slang that you need to incorporate. Um, well, all the kids are saying drip and I don't like that because if you have a drip, there's a negative connotation on it. Um, (laughs) but I think in this interview, I would love to, or in this podcast, I would love to highlight the fact that for a while in our lives in New York and Brooklyn specifically, because of House of Ladosha, Westgate fam and all that, everything was ham. So at the time it was like hard as a motherfucker, but- Mm -hmm. If someone's doing the most, you could be like, ham. Or if something good happens, you could say, ham. Or if something bad happens, you could say, ham. Or if this good, if you love this interview at the end, you're like, damn, that interview went ham. Damn. Or like you can say ham for anything. And it's like, ham. I, it's all just the how, the inflection. That's the but most I important thing. But I didn't create ham, and Hustle Dusha would never say that they created ham, but everyone should know legacy of queer hip-hop. Hustle Dusha was like... Hustle Dusha used to include zebra cats. So it was zebra cats, La Femme Dosha, and Doja Devastation. And they were a group before Hustle Dusha was separate, and zebra cats, Amarie, was separate. So they created a lot of culture with Lady Fag and Michael Magnin and Downtown Life and... Oh my God, Frankie Sharp! Oh my God, you're just out here Brooklyn, name dropping. Downtown, <laughs> it's an old word. It's an old word, but it's a classic. Love it. You love said it. to anyone from New York that is a New Yorker, downtown Brooklyn, like downtown specifically, they will know. Ham. Love it. So my <laughs> question to you would be: This is going to be. I know it's going to be a tough one, but put on the map for our listeners your top three favorite drag queens um period okay so i have to give two answers because i'm a new yorker so i have to give you drag race top three yes and then not top three on drag race right awesome okay so in new york there's house of bushwick which is like horchata untitled queen um mary cherry I respect the whole House of Bushwick. They put me on so many times. I'm basically in it. Um, but one of my favorite queens, who is an icon, a pillar for the nightlife community, would be Ms. Jade, M-I-Z space J-A-D-E. Um, I love her. She is super entertaining. Um, and she just was featured on Ariana Grande's story because she was doing some song by Ariana Grande in New York, and it started raining during her performance. So, Ms. Jade is in my top three of, like, everything entertaining in New York. Okay, 
Mocha Light from the legendary duel of Mocha Light and Misdemeanor. Mocha Light or Vanilla Heavy on Instagram is one of my top three New York queens. Um, and then this is not Drag Race. Um, I love Ruby Fox. Ruby Fox is a star. She's in Vancouver often doing the shows I did there and like all these other shows. She's so talented and she just, she's the future and people can hate on her as much as they want. Talent is, um, also Zenobia is really amazing. That's <laughs> four. That's what's not four. Zenobia, Ruby Fox, Ms. Jane, Mocha Light. Okay, on Drag right. Race, that have been on Drag Race, my top three, not in any particular order, I know Kitten with the Whip, personally, Bob the Drag Queen is genius, artist, drag queen. Brilliant. Um, activist. Activist, yeah. comedian, top three of my life forever. Love mm-hmm. it. Um, this queen was so nice to me, and she also booked me for a wedding before she was who she is on Drag Race and before who I am as far as rap to do two rap songs at a wedding, which is so hard. I never will do it again. Unless I paid a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. She paid me back then with a lot of money. Um, Peppermint. Um, she inspired and was from the same cloth as she she put the platform up for uh, for Bob. And I think she... Mila Jam was really in that. Uh, she was Brittany Houston, um, and then became Mila Jam, who's a amazing artist, trans woman. Um, so Peppermint, Bob the Drag Queen, and damn, that is a real good one. Who is my? I mean, I love, I love, I love. Um, what's her name? Bianca Del Rio. Oh yeah. How did I know that you I, were going to say that? I love I her. She's not my top three. She's so talented. She's so deserving. You know who I really, really love and who's genius and should be in everyone's top 10 of all time and does not have the respect from the drag community, I have to say it, is Willem. Willem is genius. Um, remember I was telling you about Rock Dogs? Um, I don't know if they're together still, which is bad, but her partner at the time was on my team, partner of many years. That's the reason she got to do the show. Bruce was my teammate on the Rock Dogs and then was like, come to my house in LA. And then all of a sudden, sitting on the counter, coming in, taking off their drag is like, are we fucking later? Or like, <laughs> or like, are we just going to be friends? Was well, Willow. And I was like, dang, this is crazy. So, and she's genius with music. We've been exchanging ideas all the time. She's always like, you're too serious. I'm too funny. Like, it just doesn't work. Right. Well, we're going to do something one day. So, Willem, Bob the Drag Queen, and who else Peppermint. did I say? Peppermint. Peppermint. Oh, Peppermint, yeah. You, so we were, uh, the only reason why I kind of we gagged Willem is because we were literally just talking about him yesterday. It's starting to make me feel like you have been listening in on our conversations for the past 24 hours. So, love well, us. First of all, I I'm going to look for that research. bug. <laughs> I did all my research, but these... Uh, I'm a very emotional person and sensitive, and I would be very upset if, like, one of my personal close friends didn't mention me on some type of platform where they could help my career. Not that I'm helping any of those girls' career, but Bob the Drag Queen, Peppermint, and Willem, if I had to pick a top three in Drag Race, it's not so much about 
the aesthetics of all of it because I love Shea Coulee, I love Sasha Velour, I love Bianca Del Rio, mm-hmm. I love Aja like personally. Um, I love Honey Davenport. So like it's just like I know it's a tough question. It's tough. I appreciate also, you. Here's a plug. <laughs> Honey Davenport and I have a song together. Butter, so you should check out the song, download it, watch the video. It's an official video. I'm in it. I'm like last like five features of last. Honey yes. Davenport and I um have a song. And we're also on Jace Vegas's energy remix too. So cool. Beautiful. Love it. Love Always it. Always so- working, honey. <laughs> I love, I I love it. So in a minute, we're going to get your recommendation for friend of a friend. But our last question in the hot seat is, when are you coming to Canada so that we can try and marry you? That's basically, we're just, <laughs> we're trying to figure out how is this is going to work. Can you marry three people in Canada? We will we'll make be it the work. first ones. Okay, <laughs> we'll make it work. Girl, how about y'all get married? I come to the wedding. Yes. So, be y'all friends before and after. Okay. And then we I can figure that. it out. I'm open to all things. Y'all are mad cute. Um, <laughs> you have been a f- one of the things that we love about doing this series as a part of Boyfriends Who Banter, this friend of a friend series, is that we have no idea where this is going and we have no idea how many referrals we're going to get until we're back into our initial circle. So I, I really want to thank you. And, and I'm, I'm talking this like all jokes aside. It, talking with you has been such a pleasure. I, you are a true gem to have in our community. And when I and when I talk to people like you, I'm like, this is why I love being queer. This is why I love because this is the shit that we're bringing, and this is the 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 way that we're changing minds. So from the bottom of both of our hearts, thank you so much for your time today. This has been everything but it is time to refer us and let us know how we know you through a friend of a friend so who do you think our next guest should be on this podcast okay i have i have three people i really want you to to do but do it okay so i'm gonna tell you the three people you should do okay it's okay it's three it's a solid three okay okay there's a rapper in texas body positive you have to look up Chris Khan, C H R I S space C O N D E. Chris Khan. I will connect you. He is, they are phenomenal and represent so many things and have such a message that I would say needs to be on a higher level. Same thing for the artist DDM in Baltimore. There's another queer rapper. They just came out with a project after coming out with another project, a project right before that was like, did you like thug? And then they like, you know, cheeky, gay. They actually have lyrics. They're from Baltimore. They represent so much culture in Baltimore with TT the artist and all the people making things happen in Baltimore with Chris Khan. And then I think you guys should do Christine. And I'll I'll set it up. Do you know who Christine is? Christine. No. No. Christine, I mean, the person that is behind Christine, 
and other art that they do is so valid. And if you're mad that I'm doing three people, I can't. But the one that you want to be the direct connection for uh, friend of a friend. Because I'm going to use the other three for rap and all that because they got lots to talk about. I think DDM is the one I'm closest with that I know will do it. And the press, good help, and is also very interesting, very political, has great views. Their voice is beautiful. They are beautiful. Um, Love that. DDM is very important and very valid and definitely should be somebody that you can follow. We, we move in the same circles like the Hef Party or like being best friends with Eddie Wayne. Um, and like it's body positive, it's a person of color, they rap, they, they can, they can also explain some things that I might not be able to explain about like in gay culture, how you have to be like gay and cookie cutter and novelty, but also like, if you are, want the respect, you need to have like lyrics. So DDM would be somebody I would say that's, let's set up the interview. Right. I love it. Love it. And Christine and Chris, we're going to be coming for you too. And DDM, watch out for Boyfriends Who Banter. We're going to be finding you. And I think that is the podcast. So we did it. it. Right before we finish up, we want to give you a nice, clean opportunity to give your all your plugs, where people can find you, what you're working on, what people should be expecting from you. Give us a nice little... Your tag. Nice little chunk. Where can they at you? Okay. First of all, my name is Will Sheridan. Not Billy, not William, not Wild Bill, not any of that bullshit. My name is Will, like the helping verb. Like, you will remember me. Will Sheridan. Hashtag, capital letter, G-I-A-N-T. Going in and never send me, girl. It's all negotiable tonight. Hashtag giant. You can, you can get me on all major music platforms. Will Sheridan, that's S-H-E-R-I-D-A-N. You will remember me. Um, also on SoundCloud, Will Sheridan Music is all my ratchet shit. You never know. I might drop a new song. I'm on YouTube, Will Sheridan as well. Um, keep Googling me. Don't Google me. Hit me up on Scruff. <laughs> um, download my music, watch my videos, support other queer live music artists. Preach. And if you send me an asshole pick on anything, I will block you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, that is pick? Will Sheridan. I don't want to see no asshole pick. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. need to see that. <laughs> and that is the podcast, everybody. <laughs> will Sheridan. <laughs> Yo, we're getting crazy. <laughs> Just for the <laughs> listeners, he's literally showing us what an asshole pick looks like by using his hand it against looks the like camera. Like it literally, it literally does. It literally <laughs> does. Guys, well, I had a great time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You're a thank gem. you so much. We love I, you. I can't wait to connect with you again sometime soon. Let's talk offline and Please. I will be front though before you know it. I'm gonna hold you to that. Thank you. Mwah. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our socials as well. Instagram at Boyfriends Who Banter, Twitter at Boys Who Banter, and you can check us out on YouTube and all podcasting channels, including Spotify and iTunes. Like, comment, and subscribe. Ring that bell to get notifications on our new content. If there's anything that we said that got you excited, that you want to comment on, something that got you angry or made you more curious, make sure you DM us and comment or email us at boyfriendswhobanter at gmail.com. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.